0: those of you who have been here the past couple of weeks you you have heard step one and step two for those of you that haven't I'll give you a, a very quick refresher step number one is draw close to God step number two is show love to those around you and you may be thinking what in the world are you talking about with all these steps well uh, for me these steps are what is required for me to actively serve God. What is necessary for me to grow as a Christian and reach and and do the kind of things God wants me to do to fulfill that great commission? So this is a personal thing, but also if you you take a step back and look at this, this should be the goal of every Christian, especially our church, right? So that's how we need to take these steps. And as, as I present them to you, how you need to be taking them into your heart. This is for me. This is for my church. So we've covered step one and two. Today, step number three is renew your mind. Y'all, this is, this is very critical in a Christian's life because you cannot go forward in your walk with God with the same mind you had before you were saved. It has to change. So let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Well, let's just step back and read verse 1 also. I beseech you therefore, brethren by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What does it mean to prove something? Something. It means to try it, to show that it is true, right? To, to give evidence that it, this is the truth, what he's saying. So he says to be not conformed to this world. Don't take on the image of this world, don't look like everybody else out there. It says to be renewed, or I'm sorry, be transformed. That means you have to change from the state you were. Into something else. You look at a caterpillar, what does it do? It changes into a butterfly. It can't It can't continue to look the way it was if it's going to become a butterfly. If it did, guess what? It would be a caterpillar. They're two pretty different things, aren't they? So there's a transformation that takes place. Just like as a Christian, if you're going to be a Christian, which means... Follower of Christ, like Christ, Christ Christ-like. You can't stay the way you are. Something has to change. Otherwise, what are you? You're just like everybody else. So something has to change in you. It says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. This isn't a physical transformation on the outside. All Christians don't look the same when you look at them. Right? We're not all six foot tall, 150 pounds. That much is clear, right? Some of us are short, some of us are tall. Some of us are skinny, some are fat. That much is clear. It's not a physical transformation. It says by the renewing of your mind, right? The mind is, is the thing that governs our body. The mind is the thing that has control over what we do. So that thing has to change. Is that a physical transformation of your mind? No. It's a spiritual transformation. Okay? I, I can't continue to live in the flesh if I'm going to grow in the spirit. That's pretty pretty simple. I know sometimes it's hard to understand that. But you have to, sometimes you've got to just take it for what it is and and start moving forward, and you'll begin to understand it. Okay? He says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? So that you can prove, show to be true, give evidence of what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So as you begin to renew your mind, and make changes, you give evidence that what God has said is true. Pretty simple. How do you go about renewing your mind? That in itself is not simple. Because see, we have this natural state that we like to be in, because it's easy, because it's comfortable, and it's anti-God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying right now? Yeah. See, see, when I'm born, I begin to develop characteristics that make me who I am. Does anybody disagree with that statement? You, you pick up characteristics from your family, your teachers, your friends, your people you love. All those people around you play a big part in you becoming who you are. Okay, so that happens from birth. So that same thing holds true in the, in the walk and life of a Christian. When you have that new birth, those things begin to influence you. It, it can be the Word of God. It can be your pastor, your Sunday school teacher, your brothers and sisters in Christ. But those people, those things begin to have an impact on who you are as a Christian. The Word of God should be the key player in that. You notice I didn't say your pastor. It's your relationship with God that begins to grow and develop you into who you are as a Christian. As a follower of Jesus Christ. There is no substitute for the Word of God. That alone should be the thing you model yourself after. Y'all, I want you to understand something. that Jesus set this this ultra-high example of what we should be. And I guarantee you, you cannot attain that in this life. But Paul said, "I I haven't attained it but nevertheless I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. You see, I don't live under some false expectation that someday in this life I'm going to be perfect. But I do operate under the knowledge that that is what I need to be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You see, no other way can you have your mind renewed no other way can you be transformed but by trying to adhere to the example Jesus set. If I look to any other standard, I'm going the wrong way. It's His mark that I have to press toward. Why is all this necessary? Because I can't stay the way I was. That was sending me somewhere, but it was not heaven. See, that, that life is the reason I sought out Jesus. If I stay that way, what good was salvation? It didn't do me any good if I don't change. See, just, just having salvation is, is not the real thing. That's what we look at sometimes as the goal. No, the salvation is the gateway to the goal. Salvation is the way you, you become born again so that you can forget that old life and begin new, taking on those characteristics we talked about. It, it starts from your birth. Now along the way, what happens? Things in your life change. You, you find new mentors. You find new people to look to. Same thing in your Christian life. You grow deeper with God. But listen, the point of reference never changes. You look to new examples in the Word. You look to things that you didn't before understand, but now you do. But the point of reference is always the same. You stay focused on Jesus Christ. He is my example. I don't know how else to say that. He's my example. I look to other people that I look up to sometimes, but you know why I look to them? Because they're already setting that example Jesus did. That's the only reason I would look to another person as an example. Because I see the character traits of Jesus Christ. Why do we need to renew our mind? Because we need to be different. We can't be the same. I've already said that several times. I want you to understand that. Too many Christians today want salvation, but they want to keep their old life. Those two things can't coexist. You know what God does? Okay, you want to keep that life? Have it. I want Him a part of it. You ever you ever wonder why in your life when uh, sometimes things just seem to be going crazy and you look around and you just see nothing but destruction going on in your life? And wait a minute, is God in the middle of this? Did I invite Him in or did I push Him away? You see, you have to ask yourself that question. Is is He the reason why these problems are here, or is it the lack of Him that is the reason these problems are here? Is it because I'm adhering to the world's standard, or His standard? I'm going to tell you all, every time that I find myself in that situation, it's because I've looked away. I've looked somewhere else. Begin to focus on a different example, a different standard... And when I get myself in check and bring my focus back on Jesus Christ, I, I'm not going to tell you He just fixes everything immediately. But He will give you the wisdom and knowledge you need to make appropriate decisions then. There's still consequences to pay for sin, but you can't get through that stuff on your own. He's the one that will center your life. Your mind has to be changed. That flesh was going to send you to hell. The works of the flesh will send you to hell. Y'all hear me? The Word says, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why would it make that distinction? Because the works of the flesh send you to hell. The works of the flesh divide you from God. It says they're enmity with God. That means it makes you His adversary. Is that really what you want? Do you want God opposing you? Psalms 51 and 10, David cried out. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. What does that mean? David is crying out to God saying, God, change me. Because the way I am is not right. Y'all ever recognize that in yourself before? You ever examined yourself and said, no, this ain't right. I am not living right. How many times do you know it and you don't bring it up? How many times do you subconsciously recognize you're not doing right and you intentionally ignore it? That's rough, ain't it? It's rough ground to be in. I know each and every one of you here today has done that though. Just like me. You, you see something in your life and you say, no, I don't want to address that. You may enjoy it too much. It may just be too difficult, too painful to address. You know the problems that are come, going to come with it when you address it. Right? But it's still there that thing is causing your mind to be the way it was before you were saved. Those things have to be addressed. They have to be brought out. In order for your mind to be renewed, guess what? Old things have to pass away. It's that simple. And that's what David cried out. He said, God created me a clean heart. Why would somebody say that? Because they recognize that they don't have a clean heart. Right? They recognize there's a need for a change in them. He said, renew a right spirit within me. Help me to get rid of this old thing and, and make something new that's, that follows you. Man, David, y'all, David understood something about God. He understood he could be honest with God. <laughs> you hear what I said? Are we honest with God? Are you? Or do you go to God with this with this wall up, trying to hide from Him what your real feelings are? Y'all, He knows. Don't do that. He is the one person you can talk to and be 100% honest with and not fear His judgment of you. You see, if he was going to pass judgment, he had already done it. If he was going to condemn you, he had already done it. He already knew about it before you came to him. So just as we go to God, have that knowledge. Understand that I need to be as open and honest with him as I can because it does me good. Philippians 4 and 8. Turn with me over there. Read this. How else do you renew your mind when you quit thinking about the things you used to think about? How easy is that? Not very easy. Philippians 4 and 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, don't, don't focus on a lie. Don't worry about the lie in your life. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. You know, there's a lot of Christians today that need to get rid of those impurities. Those pure things in our life is what we need to have. That's what we need to be thinking on, that's what we need to focus on, is things that are pure, not evil. Whatsoever things are lovely. Think about beautiful things. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Why do you need to think on those things? To change the way you think. To renew your mind. Listen, I can't be a successful Christian if all I do is focus on the negative of other people. If I, if I revel in gossiping about someone else, if I revel in someone else's problems and, and, and trials that they're going through, if I find joy in someone else's downfall, how can my mind be renewed? That's, see, that's my natural state. I don't need to be there. I need to be looking to different things. So what I need to be doing is looking at somebody and trying to find those good qualities. And it's not just about other people. It's about my situations in life. If I sit and focus on evil things all the time, what's going to happen? I'm going to begin to take on characteristics that are evil. If I set and focus on, on my problems in my life... Guess what? Stress and worry just over, over, overshadow my life. Jesus talked about that. He said, take no thought for tomorrow. There's enough problems today. And that's in Kevin's language, right? It's a little different than that in the Bible, especially King James. But that's the, the gist of it. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't sit around and fret about things going on next week. You have no control over that stuff. You've got enough issues right now that you need to deal with today to not be worrying about that stuff. He, he goes on and says, He says, look at the lilies of the field, how beautiful they are. Look at the birds of the air, how even they find food. They have food provided for them. Look at all these things, how God tends to those things. Don't you think He cares more about you? You see, I said you need to focus on those good things. Why? First of all, God tells you about what He's done, what He's promised you, what He's provided. And when you sit around and focus on the negative things, you are in effect rejecting what God has said. You hear what I said? Does that make sense? Because see, you're, you're putting what God has said. See, the Word tells us that all good and perfect things come down from the Father of lights. It says that God will not tempt a man. So God didn't put you in temptation. God did not send you harmful things. God did not put you in those terrible situations. Some of that is just the effect of living in a fallen world. Some of it may be the effect of you living like the world. Some of it may be a a trial. And you need to learn from it and focus on God. Either way, God is the answer. You can't get there by having a worldly, fleshly mind. Your mind has to be renewed. And you say, well, Kevin, I understand all of that, but what does that have to do with my impact on this world? It has everything to do with your impact on this world. You want to show somebody Jesus? You can't do it with a worldly mind. You want to reach the community? You want to reach out and fulfill that great commission where we go into the world and preach the gospel? You can't do that thinking like a heathen. And living like one. Try it, see what happens. People will laugh at you. I guarantee you, you don't want nobody to be converted because they see how you live even when you don't want them to. Have you ever had somebody come up and say something to you and you just knew immediately it was a lie? It didn't matter what their words said. You knew the truth. Whether it was by their demeanor or b- by what you see in their life. You knew it didn't match up with what they said. But you just knew it was a lie. Y'all, that, that is exactly what happens when you go tell somebody about Jesus and you're living like a devil. They see the contrast. Between the two. Whether they believe in God or not, doesn't matter. They see something that does not bear witness with the fruit in your life. Why does your mind need to be renewed? Well, because it helps you fulfill the Great Commission. Your mind has to be changed if you want to be like Him. That's the bottom line. You cannot stay the way you were and be Christ-like. There's a lot of people today that like to put that title on themselves. They want to somehow identify with this religion. These are my beliefs. Unfortunately, too many times they're not my practices. There's a big difference in beliefs and practices. There's a big difference in saying I believe that, but I don't live it. What that what good does that belief do you if you don't live it? It does you no good. Draw close to God. Y'all, these things, I know they're separate steps, but they all just follow right in in with each other. These are all this is a mentality. This is a way of thinking that, that needs to be applied to our life. Draw close to God. Show love to those around you and renew your mind. You, you almost can't do one without doing the other. You want to renew your mind? Draw close to God. You want to show love to others? Draw close to God. Renew your mind. You want to draw close to God? Guess what you got to do? you got to renew your mind. See, it it takes a change in the way I think if I'm going to begin to seek God. Why would I seek Him if I wasn't going to get close to Him? I have to change the way I think. Otherwise, I'd just keep looking to myself. There's a way that seems right to me. A way that seems right to you sometimes, right? You think, well, I don't need to consult God on this. Well... You might be wrong, (laughs) right? How many times have you been wrong in life? Time after time after time I've been wrong. I consider myself to be reasonably intelligent, right? I don't consider myself to be a fool or an idiot, but I've been wrong time after time. If you looked at my track record, it might tell you something different, right? See, my wisdom only goes so far. My knowledge only goes so far. But when I begin to trust in God Almighty, I I allow my mind to be renewed. Guess what it does? It transforms my appearance. I'm not talking about my physical appearance, although that could play into it as well. I'm talking about the fruits that come from my life. As people begin to examine me, people begin to look at me, they should see something different in me if my mind is being renewed. So if they're not seeing something different, you need to question yourself, am I truly renewing my mind? I know it's easy to toss these phrases around. It's a whole lot harder to put them into practice. But because it's hard, does that mean we shouldn't try? No, that is the reason to try. I try to tell my kids that anything worth having in this life, you have to work hard for. It don't just fall in your lap. Even somebody that's blessed with some miracle talent, they still have to work at it. Our Christian life is no different. You want the blessings of God, you want the benefits of, of being a Christian, guess what, you've got to work at it. You've got to work to make sure that flesh is kept down and that you grow as a spiritual person because that spiritual person is the one that's going to be around for all of eternity.